0: Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books, and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations, with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dearest friend, you have said that you would like to talk about human work. So please begin.
1: When a human being begins to try to manifest his desire, he will inevitably get to the point where he has to create something. Nothing gets created through doing nothing. So if your soul wants to work, to create, it will also have to satisfy the needs arising from human existence. For both need each other. The body works to satisfy the physical needs, The soul needs the body in order to be, and as the vehicle to gather experience. So, if a soul wants to bring the task of life into physical form, this has always got to happen in concordance with the ego. This means that you have to fulfill your life's task in harmony with your soul's desires. You have to make space for your soul. Acting as a human, therefore, always means acting in duality. You all are made of so many layers. You were never one-dimensional. When you have found your life's task, always work in harmony with your soul. Work in order to live, but also Live the soul. When the forms have stabilized to the point where it is possible again for you to quietly listen to the voice of the soul in order to live it, you should begin to manifest this path as if it were made of matter. What I mean by this is that you should allow the expressions of your soul to work in the same way, then you would strive to realize the dreams of your ego. Pay attention to every impulse of your soul in the same way as you would do the impulses of your body. If you can do this, you will embody the divinity of being throughout the time of your life physical needs and desires will join into the great dance of being in which you should take pleasure and joy. Allowing physical delights as well as your soul's yearning to continually grow and develop constitutes the totality of the cosmos, cosmic being that you are.
0: Dear Solomon, but many people don't know it all, firstly... What they want (laughs) from the viewpoint of their body and ego. And secondly, what the soul inside them wants. What would you like to say to these people?
1: With that, Sylvia, you are starting the next chapter. Work through reflection.
0: Oh, well then, please speak.
1: When the people live their daily lives they will again and again get to the point where they reflect, think on what they are doing and why they do it. Few people allow this thought room enough for a longer period, but even if it's just a short moment, it will be long enough to experience reflection. It is not the length of the moment that determines its quality, but the experience of this moment. So if you experience this moment, and that can happen everywhere and at any time, you should be very attentive to what happens around you in this moment. Is it love that you are feeling at the moment? Rage? Pain? Joy? Emptiness? Insecurity? Fear? How does this moment feel? It is true that most of the time it will be muddied by unawareness, but the feeling will linger. And if you are looking at this feeling attentively, anything can arise out of this moment. Movement can only happen out of an awareness of the direction in which you wish to go. Sorry, of the direction in which you wish to go. Please, tell the people that the combination of their soul's calling and their physical activity will create the chance to be happy. Everything you do Everything you experience will be enabled by the action of the soul. The soul renders the impulse of the ego divine. But as long as you only act through the ego, these impulses will evaporate like morning dew. But if you act in unison with the soul, These deeds will remain long in the cosmos and especially inside you as life recollections.
0: Hmm. Let me quickly try to come to grips with this. So you mean to say that if you follow the everyday events of your life in an unconscious manner, without any reflection, then all of this will be forgotten one day and will not leave any traces. But if you work in unison with the soul, you do other things, you make other decisions, and they, in turn, because they were made in conjunction with the soul, that is, with consciously de- directed soul energy, they will resonate longer in the soul and have a different effect in the cosmos because they were soul impulses, right?
1: Right, Sylvia. You have understood this exactly right. And you can formulate this better than I can.
0: Well, sometimes you can and sometimes I can. The important thing is that people understand it. So please continue.
1: I would like to paint a picture to clarify this. Please. If you imagine sculptor who leaves behind only the projects that people have commissioned him to do. This could have developed into a very lucrative and financially successful source of income. That was all. And that will be all, forever. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine that this person imbues his work with an intensely personal, soul-directed impulse, such as special embellishments, loving curlicues, symbols or various additions that beautify his sculptures. The people will take note and they will begin through communication about this exceptional work to be more and more interested. The resonance of these actions carved in stone will begin to take effect. Something that is spiritual, an impulse of the soul, will become the densest matter and actually begin to work. People will gain a higher regard for the sculpture. They honor him, and most of all, they will continue to honor him far after his death. What I wish to say with this is that in every second of your life you will have the possibility to beautify and eternalize your work, to imbue it with special impulses of your soul and that you can create resonances far beyond the world of matter. I mean resonances of your soul they will continue to resonate and vibrate further and further, however, wherever and whenever.
0: Wow, this is a very beautiful image. But what can people do who are not creative? I mean, not everybody is a sculptor or a painter or a singer or whatever. What do you do with people who actually have no such talents, who just go to the office to do their work? And so on. How can they manifest the impulses of their soul?
1: Who says that not everybody has such talents?
0: Well, <laughs> you mean they are just unconscious? Have just not been discovered?
1: Yes. Ah. Exactly. Ah. Everybody is creative, Sylvia, because every person has a soul, mm. isn't it? Yes. The soul will always give such creative impulses.
0: Wow. So what you mean is that if we support the children and their creativity from a much earlier age, then they would be able to actualize more of their soul energy from the beginning, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, what a nice, beautiful idea. But... It doesn't have to be these kinds of talents, couldn't it? It could be also other things. Maybe someone could, for instance, just paint houses beautifully, (laughs) well, or paint houses, no, build houses or repair things, right?
1: I cannot name all the ways and means that will allow the soul to speak. I want to point out that the soul has a far deeper, far more intense, far more beautiful, and far greater impact than the ego.
0: Well, the ego on this planet came to a great many things. Many people nowadays rise to all sorts of positions in which they have a lot of power, and that is exclusively due to the work of the ego, and only in the rarest cases the expression of the soul's energy. And then there are people with talents similar to mine and who are maybe far, far more talented and they are disregarded or, and even worse, mocked and despised. In this regard, the ego is very strong and present in our current world in contrast to the lack of respect that people with media talents are being treated with. So sorry.
1: Yes, that may be. But... Since we are talking about the impact of the soul, I would like to stress again that it is only the soul's impact that will prevail in the end. A manager like the one you have just described, who is perhaps the head of a corporation, how many soul impulses does he leave behind?
0: Well, I'm not the, I'm not the judge of that, but in our example... Perhaps not a single one.
1: Well, and what remains for him? Nothing. So, what remains for the people that were in his employ?
0: Nothing either.
1: Then take a look at the people who led nations or corporations and who do give spiritual impulses.
0: Okay, well, they tend to go down in history as we would say.
1: Absolutely. Hmm.
0: Well, I understand, but not every person has the ambition to leave a great spiritual legacy behind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sylvia, every soul has the ambition, every single one.
0: Really? Well, you could almost think that the soul has an ego,
1: That is facetious, Sylvia.
0: Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) I only mean it is about the fact that souls could and should express themselves, right? Right. And if we people, or better even humanity, allow these souls to express themselves, then our world would become a better world. You could say that, couldn't you?
1: Yes, and your souls will become richer, more beautiful, more joyful. More powerful.
0: Yeah, well, I like the term impact of the soul because it's really about impact in the world. Would you like to add anything to this topic? No. Then please tell me, what is the next subject?
1: A life's impotence.
0: Oh, okay. Then we will talk about this I'm very much looking forward and thank you so much for the insights about the impact of our doing on this planet. (laughs) Thank you. Love.
1: Thank you, Sylvia. Love.